Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guests of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about young people, peer pressure, and also their mental well-being. And our next guests have actually recently conducted a workshop for HKU students on peer pressure handling. And they are here to share their concerns and what they've learned. So I'd like to welcome back on the program, Namisha Vandan, who is the co-founder of OK Minds. And she was a former postdoctoral fellow at the University of Hong Kong in the School of Public Health. She's certified to conduct mental health first aid and also carries certification in mental health literacy. And she has conducted multiple mental health awareness workshops and webinars in Hong Kong, along with Dr. Amit Wanchu, who's also a co-founder of OK Minds. Uh, he is a medical doctor with a special interest in helping people develop mental health resiliency and is also part of uh, was also part of the pioneering work by Medicine Sans Frontiers in India for mental health training in conflict zones. Uh, welcome back on the program to you both and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nadine. Thank, thank you so much. It's great to see you both again. Um, I know you, you've both been on previously to talk about OK Minds. Um, I was going to ask you first about the workshops, but before we talk about the workshops, uh, maybe Namisha, tell us about OK Minds. What is this project? What is this initiative? Sure, Noreen. Thank you so much. And Noreen, your voice is a little bit low. I, I, I'm not able to hear you properly. Okay, maybe I I'll... think maybe because of the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Probably. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. It's because I've got the studio mic, which is right in front of me. But because we're we're chatting via Zoom, um, I'm using okay. the mic for the laptop. So I'll try and lean a bit closer. Um, I hope okay. and, and speak a bit louder. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit better. Yes. Great. Yes, so re remind us about the work you do at OK Minds. Yeah. So um, first of all, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity uh, to share our latest experience with the Hong Kong U uh, students. And we conducted series of workshops for them related to their uh, stress anxiety management as well as their relationship management. And uh, recently uh, we conducted one focusing on peer pressure handling uh, with uh, how to build their re mental resilience and uh, um, how to protect themselves from social influence. So that was a really amazing experience. And when we were preparing for this uh, workshop and the feedback we got from the students, it was really amazing to see that uh, even at the undergrad level or the postgraduate level, uh, students and the youth are suffering. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that peer pressure is any age related thing. But yes, there is a span of uh, our life uh, when, especially adolescents and youth, uh, where they are at more uh, vulnerable stage uh, of their life and they are still not sure. There are so many un uh, unsurety around them and then uh, uh, uncertainty and there is a, a a uh, feeling of belongingness they are missing in their life and for that purpose uh, they seek uh, somewhere to fit it to conform with uh, some group or some tribe where they they feel that group can give them uh, what they are lacking yeah. So, yeah, those kind of things. And we'll discuss more about it. Uh, but let uh, Dr. Wanchu say more about this, then we'll discuss. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, Dr. Wanchu, what, tell us about the workshops. What did you do? Uh, is the mic level better? I managed to fix the volume. On, yeah, I, on can, the I can hear you. I Excellent. can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I think, uh, in fact, uh, now we have completed actually one year uh, this month 
starting 2020 and the kind of workshops we have done in Hong Kong and outside Hong Kong, it has covered all variety of issues and there were many things that students or adults or even elderly shared with us and then we customized those workshops right from stress to anxiety to job pressures and in this crisis and COVID handling the financial constraints and then handling family pressures then even with domestic workers who are basically working as well as handling back home and then stress and tension that they have people in the lower strata who have different challenges and people in the upper strata who have different challenges so overall this has been a unique combination to OK Minds because when we started OK Minds, our basic target was that we should be able to cover every population. And you'll be surprised through Rotary also, we covered many students and we did school programs also. And Nimisha also went to some schools and did the workshops there also where we could do a bit of offline and online hybrid model. So most of the times we have seen that people and an individual, stress is a part of life but it has become more part of life in last one, one and a half year. And obviously we do face challenges, we do face crisis, but this has come as a consolidated crisis and for a very long time, you know, sometimes you have stress for a week, for 10 days, and then you think, okay, I'll be over. But unfortunately this has become a very long cycle. So we have covered all these issues in our workshops. And sometimes even we name it a bit, uh, you know, easy name so that people don't see mental health workshop as something which is very tiring or boring like you can do it take it easy and then people also come like we're very surprised and in fact happy also that now students are coming mostly me and Nimisha do uh, keep on talking that the student crowd in Hong Kong is very shy they will not interact at once with you you will have to basically engage with them but now I think they are really interacting with us they are coming to the workshops frequently and wherever they have very personal thing, they will talk to us, maybe on email or on a personal chat. And this gives you satisfaction because the thing that we started OK Minds was that you have to reach out to the heart of people, to the mind of people, which is very difficult in today's world where we are all into social media and things like that. But I'm happy that through these workshops, we have reached that level. Absolutely. And I think part of it is removing the stigma to talk about mental health, that if we are facing, you know, issues, we don't have to wait until a crisis point to reach out and that it should be an ongoing conversation. Um, what were some of the responses w w with the young people? I mean, what were sort of the concerns that they have that you found from your workshop? Um, you mentioned peer pressure is one. Uh, anxiety is another. What else did you find? Uh, me or Namisha? Yeah, both. Uh, maybe Namisha okay. first. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. So um, there were many uh, responses and the things we could understand that, um, you know, uh, like one broad umbrella, if you want to keep a term for that, then it is yeah, stress. But there are many underlying factors which are uh, influencing them and uh, making their mental health a little deteriorated. And if uh, what we did is that when we talked to, when we pre were preparing the workshop for uh, students, then before each workshop, we talked to a few of the students and tried to under uh, understand uh, what real challenges they are facing. Uh, and on that basis, uh, we designed our workshops. So what I found that there are uh, um, like, okay, first thing, academic pressure, 
and then peer pressure these these were the main challenges which as a student uh, they were facing to uh, conform with the uh, the fashion trend or, or whatever uh, the trends are going on they need to follow that and also they need to maintain their academic uh, whatever uh, you know grades and uh, academic pressure to, uh, yeah it's academic pressure yeah. but you know uh, like these are very common factors which you can see everywhere in the world but what uh, uh, makes them unique is there are some challenges with the uh, support they are getting in terms of uh, from their family from their friends uh, there are more um, even even in the last month there was one uh, research which said that uh, when you compared with the uh, hong kong youth even starting from year 11 uh, that they are 10% more depressed and anxious than compared with the other uh, similar age group so that itself is showing that there is a big problem and once uh, you see the reason behind it the reason was first the family so family is not in a such way that it, it supports the youth, the adults and the children. There are, you can name that because of there are so many challenges around in our society because of that, like job loss, disease and this and that pandemic. But still, uh, the support which a student can get from the family is missing. And main, main reason was uh, uh, like separate separate parents or uh, there are some parental issues there are some uh, emotional trauma within the family and uh, paid, the, the main thing which is missing is the lack of communication between the students and the parents there is a link which is missing the students are not able to express themselves with their parents in a true way because they think that it can hurt the feeling or the expectation of the parents or sometimes parents are not even available for them or not able to even understand what their children are saying because for most of the parents academic achievement is more important than the health of their children once the child gets sick or get in any kind of trauma or situation then the situation is different the parents then think that okay something is wrong with my children until the child reaches to that problem most of the parents just ignore that there is anything at mental level at the mindset level which need to be modified which need to be talked out so at the emotional level also like so this kind of missing link also pushes children to find some peer where they can you know if the class is half filled so they need to fill that class and family is not there to helping them to fill that class for them they need to go out and find the peers to fill them uh, so they are joining any kind of different activities which make them more uh, conform with some society or their whatever groups they belong to so yes the one, one thing this communication with the family is very important uh, once we are talking with the academic pressure even the peer pressure both Yes. Yeah. Well, what about that point? What about that point is not perhaps the parents or the caregivers uh, are ignoring yeah. them or ignoring the issue. Perhaps the parents um, or the caregivers are just not got that uh, mental health literacy. Um, they're just not very good at spotting uh, these sort of uh, burnt out, uh, you know, uh, uh, students being burnt out. Or perhaps uh, parents are too busy working, in, in, you know, in Hong, not just in Hong Kong, but, you know, this is globally. Um, and that they <laughs> They just don't know uh, what signs to look for. Uh, Dr. Wan Chu? Yes. 
Well, uh, I think, yes, uh, you rightly put it. Even in our workshops, I will tell you with many students, one of the major things that came up was that even they were not knowing that mental health as such is an issue and they need to consult someone. You know, many a times they talk to us about, about physical health, you're always concerned. But mental health, when they did the workshop and they were like, oh my God, I do have this, I do have this. Do I really need to be so serious about it? Yeah. Number second of the query and question that we had was that, how can we tell our friend or someone who is having this thing and take him to a counselor because he or she is not ready to go there. And it is sometimes, as we talked about that stigma, that why should someone go there? No, I, I don't have any psychiatric or mental health issue like that. That was another challenge that they had. Yeah. Number third was that when they are sitting in a group, there is always a shyness that who will start talking about it mm -hmm. because there is no one to lead that talk and lead that start. And one of the surprising things that we also found with domestic workers was that they were saying that, yes, we do have these workshops and we are joining these workshops. But what about our bosses? They so many times misbehave with us, do so many things with exactly. us. Don't you think that we should have workshop and mental literacy for them as well? And same holds for the professors as well as teachers, because unfortunately, we have never taken mental health as an issue which is to be discussed, which is to be talked, which is to be consulted. And that is why it has come and gone out of this boundary. And now we are feeling this pressure, maybe because of the COVID and other stuff adding on to it. But yes, mental literacy for all age groups, whether it's parents and teachers or bosses, or it is very important. And that's what I think one of the major targets of our workshop has been. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think part of it is also educating ourselves. And I think this is changing. I think in the past sort of decade, people are talking more. We're talking about it on, on public radio right now. Um, and the conversation is changing. But it's sometimes challenging and difficult if someone, a colleague or a fellow student was to say, you know what, I'm, I'm sort of having a um, I'm, I'm kind of feeling depressed or I'm feeling sad about the situation that yeah. the, the, the gut sort of response, I mean, that the, the first response would be what our parents would use to say, you know, don't feel sad or don't worry about it. And it'll be sort of very suppressing the feelings. But perhaps what we should say is it's OK to feel like that. Um, but we rarely say that because it's the conditioning that we had with, with our family as well. If we ever said, oh, I feel sad. I, th I remember my grandma saying, oh, don't feel sad. You know, don't don't feel angry. Don't. Um, <laughs> and it's always don't feel it. So I think as as a population, or <laughs> we, 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 we try not to feel it, but it's difficult not to when it when it gets um, it, it catches up. Um, one thing that strikes me, especially with young people, is is social media. What is the role of social media in, in all of this? How is it affecting their mental well-being? Dr. Wan Chu? See, unfortunately, social media has its positives, but it has a lot of negatives as well, and especially with the younger generation, because, you know, it has become kind of a, you know, it's a style. It's a swag that you have an Insta account, then you have a Facebook, now more youngsters are shifting to Insta, and then you are also on Twitter if you are going into more current affairs and things like that. And if you don't have a presence, then all your group starts teasing you like, oh, you are not there. And then posting the pictures the way, and then you start counting how many likes I had, how many likes my friend had, who shared my post, who didn't share your post. And in this setup, as we know, our mental uh, health does get affected because you need that space that calmness for your mind as well, which used to be in older days, and you could really recharge yourself. But unfortunately, now being so much involved into social media, and even 
it's very unfortunate that even uh, youngsters are now at days indulging more in sexting you know like they're texting so much uh, stuff which is not good for their age at that very moment and it has also become a style to do that and then they start comparing within their groups and if someone is not doing and he or she also gets compelled to do these things so wow. this has resulted in one of the unfortunate things which i feel is of the social media otherwise no doubt social media has so many advantages and we have seen what technology has been helpful in during any crisis or any covid times so but youngsters are not able to balance it so i think in addition to this mental health we also need to have a balancing act for them because social media is required to some extent and here the role of parents and teachers comes that what exactly they are doing on social media what exactly they are involved in what kind of groups they are what kind of stuff they are more exchanging with their friends it's very important because even in india i will tell you there is so much fight between kids that an 8 year old also wants a facebook account and an instagram account in a school you know it's because his friend or someone has you now some parents they use their own account or they use their own mobile phone for a whatsapp and just monitor them but obviously it's very difficult for parents also so we need it on both sides otherwise this will definitely have a lot of negative impact on the generation as well absolutely because young people need that sort of uh, well they they look for that validation like you said the likes yeah. sharing of the post yeah namisha right. yeah so i would like to uh, add two more things in that so first as dr vanshu mentioned um, many of the students or of uh, this age group uh, starting from 8 year or 10 year they want to have their presence on the social media that is giving them easy access the internet and social media to many illegal activities which can which they can involve from very uh, young age so now yesterday i was reading a research and it was a last year research which in hong kong and it says that uh, uh, because of easy access to internet now more females are indulging themselves in the uh, that illegal drug taking and those kind of thing and other illegal activities you name it drugs and many other things the second thing so this is one thing there is uh, they are having easy access and uh, the people who are having in that circle uh, they are creating a kind of peer pressure for them to uh, you know accept whatever norms in that community is there and the second thing is social influencer these the media so called trend setters and influencers they are making life of the youth hell because they are showing okay this is the way if you will not like anything eating or life is so easy i always look like yeah. this glamorous <laughs> and and a fun life yes. but life is yes. not always like that <laughs> yeah not always like that so and so those influencer need to think before posting anything because they have hundreds and thousands and millions of youth following them and trying to uh, copy them literally copy them without putting their mind whether this can be implemented in their life and their life situation or not so this is creating a lot of pressure for the parents for themselves also and pushing them for anxiety and depression so th- this is also something which i would request if any media influencer social media influencer who are especially in youth who are influencing youth must think before putting anything on uh, instrument yeah so this this is something which is a new kind of peer pressure so earlier it was like spoken or unspoken you go somewhere you see and you try to follow or somebody push you to do something uh, for example alcohol or smoking or anything but this is gone days 
now there are many many other things which you can't even remember like imagine uh, people are doing and uh, internet is playing a very very big role yeah so that that monitoring the yeah. Yeah. Well, well let's end let's let's end the program on some recommendations. You've worked with a lot of young people yeah. and, and hosting workshops for young people, not not just young people, but I think uh with mental health uh, literacy it kind of, you know, works across different demographics. What what sorts of recommendations do you have uh for 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 people or young people dealing with peer pressure? What are some of the key things that they they should really uh remember and and try to focus on? Uh, Namisha, Dr. Wanchu. Oh. Uh, okay, I will say two and then Dr. Wanchu can add more. So first thing I would say, recognize. So name the peer pressure that yes, I am having this kind of pressure because of this. Because we think that it's very normal that someone is influencing you by something. Name it. No, this is making my thinking different. This is making me some desire or something. So first you need to recognize what is creating the pressure. And second thing, try like build self-confidence. It's not that you don't look outward to fulfill your uh, void, but try to fill your void by your own. Like you can pursue any hobby. You can find some good friends who share the same values, or you can go and talk to your family members and tell them your real truth, how you are feeling try to persuade them to understand you in a better way. So yeah, these two things I would recommend. And let's talk to Anju, please say. Dr. Anju. Yeah, uh, before I start recommendations, I would like to just share yesterday's one case that I got a call from a parent, 12 year old child. So he wanted to set up his own YouTube channel. And there is some influencer whom I don't want to name here, which is not good for kids. And he's trying of uh, following him. And his plan when I talked to him was that he wants to have his YouTube channel, which parents are not allowing because after having his YouTube channel, he will do all these acts and he will have followers. He will earn money. He's in India and he wants to purchase a house in Las Vegas. So this is <laughs> the your old child. Yeah. So because life is easy. So one of the most important things is just here, as far as the recommendations are concerned, in my opinion, it's at three levels. It is for the teenager or the kid. And then it's also the role of parents and teachers because all the three together make it very important. First thing is communication. I always say parents and teachers have to make a very comfortable situation for a kid or a teenager to share, because if they feel that once they talk and they will either get a beating or scolding, they will never share yeah. and it will bottle up. And this pressure is someday going to go in a very negative way. So first thing is very important communication. Second for kids and especially for teenagers. First is that there is no problem in saying no, everything is not help. Everything is not swear. If you feel that, oh, if I don't wear the shortest possible clothes or I don't drink this much of uh, bags or if I don't take uh, th these many cigarettes a day, then I am no one. No. So it's very important to learn. No. Number third, never, ever get the mental stress because m most of the times these kids face the challenges from the group is that, oh, you are not of this uh, uh, style. You are not of that style. You can't fit in our group. And the kid starts, oh my God, I will lose this group if I don't do, do this thing. And unfortunately, they end up even stealing things from their home to get this gadget or that gadget or any style. So please don't do those things because at the end of the day, the result is going to be very bad for you and for your family. Parents should all, uh, always have, in my opinion, in a week, if they don't uh, get time daily, at least in a week, Saturday or Sunday, you should have a free chat time with your kids. 
wherein you are more like a friend and not as someone who is judging them or who is just trying to impress things on them or telling them this is to be done this they should not feel because today's children let me tell you honestly they don't like all these dictates and orders the more you talk with them frankly they will share everything with you and that is one of the major things and same holds for the teachers because teachers when they are in the class i am sure they are able to identify and they have very strong sense of identifying what is happening in with with student and there may be any negative emotion or anything like that and for the teenagers i want to say that emotional we all are so never ever let your emotions be so weak that you are able to accept any dangerous thing because in today's time unfortunately we have seen on social media that these teenagers start then blackmailing either the girls or the boys for some particular act or do some act after uh, giving them heavy dose of alcohol or something yes. like that and then these kids have sometimes done even suicide in india or in hong kong or any any other place so it's very important for all these teenagers to learn that life is a long thing so whenever you are in such group one there is no problem in saying no second communicate with your parents communicate with the teacher or any your elder siblings or someone with whom you are comfortable and if there is any pressure share that never ever hide that and number third you are grown up and you know there are few things which are very dangerous and god forbid if you are caught by police or someone you will never ever be able to come out of that so please take care and fourth it's very important for parents as well as teachers to give some sort of awareness to kids about these things and then definitely it percolates down and it will have less of negative impact there are also positive impacts of peer pressure you know we have seen many students they will go for good projects they will go for good good readings or they may go for good stuff so peer pressure has a positive aspect as well very wise words indeed dr wanchu and also uh, namisha vandan thank you so much for your sharing and i think uh, there's so many takeaways uh, uh, but i think one of the first ones is uh, communication is really key and and don't let it you know get to a crisis situation that the dialogue and and the, and the pathway for communication should be ongoing because we can't expect that our children to to talk to us when something bad happens if you know you you, you don't even have that uh, uh, the, uh, pathway for for conversation open before hand. Um, so meanwhile, thank you so much uh, to Dr. Wan Chu and also Namisha Vandan. They're the co-founders of OK Minds, which is an awareness and education initiative to promote significance of mental and emotional health and well-being in people's lives so that people start to look at it as an integral part of their overall health and learn how to maintain it. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Thank you, Nari. Thank you so much, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot.